Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Hello and welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Now, it is a fair statement to say that people are the most important factor in any organisation. And today I have an expert in people and workforce transformation, Assistant Director of um, Human Resources and Workforce Transformation, Alison Golding from West Northamptonshire Council. How are you, Alison? I'm good, thank you. Are you okay? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm really excited to have you on. I did, did the title right, didn't I? That was the right job title. Yeah, it's recently changed because I've just picked up, um, yeah, transformation in, in the organisation. So I was HR, but yeah, workforce and uh, transformation at the moment. Amazing. Well, congratulations on the on the the uh, expand expansion of your of your of your role. Um, today we're going to be talking with you about um, the people that and and how that relates to the Section One Fours and the new unitary that was created at West Northamptonshire Council. So, for those listening at home in the public, um, could you give a bit of a a background as to Section One One Fours and the impact that has on staff when they're going through that process? Yeah, so I suppose my my experience of of that was that I was I was employed um, by Northamptonshire County Council, so it has the uh, kind of that dubious reputation of being the first council in twenty years, I think it was at the time um, that that went through that Section One One Four process back in two thousand and eighteen. Um, so I was I was engaged in the HR team at the time, and kind of um, along with the the rest of the workforce and colleagues, kind of lived through that experience of of being in that ter- kind of terrible situation really where you you know the, the the organization has had to make that very difficult decision to issue that 114 notice but 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 the kind of impact on you as as an individual and your colleagues when when you're trying your hardest to kind of do a good job and deliver a good job on a on a daily basis and you get to this point where actually we've had to say um you know what we need to issue with one from section 114 notice and it and it, and it does have quite a big impact on on I think uh, well on on colleagues as well, but in terms of Northamptonshire County Council, you know that was yeah that was 2018. We had a, a, a an inspection report by Max Caller um, in 2018. He he that followed an external audit adverse for value for money opinion um, from exter- yeah, external auditors. So um, he he came in and did that inspection at the time, um, and he'd. F- felt that the kind of the failures that he was seeing was not as a result of a lack of funding, but he felt it was around poor management, um, budgetary control and a culture which discouraged challenge. So um, it felt like quite a shock at the time, I think, for for, for many colleagues that, um, that to have that kind of judgment put on, put on you. So, yeah, he, he came in and as a result of that, that very quickly there was a there was a decision to bring in uh, commissioners. So we ended up with uh, commissioners. And at, at the same time, there was also that decision as a result of that, that Max Caller report that there would be a process to go through for local government reform in the county. So um, effectively would look at how uh, Northamptonshire was was split up and, and moved in 
into a kind of unitary situation there. So, yeah, that was that was 2018, and it felt like it went happened very very quickly from that Max Keller report. In that suddenly, kind of commissioners were in, decisions were being made about uh, unitary and engaging with uh, the, the residents and other councils about that unitary process. And then at the back end of that year as well, there was also a decision to bring in um, children's services in terms of intervention as well and commissioners. So, um, kind of think by the end of that year, we were we were faced with a decision that actually local government reform would happen and also we would be having a children's trust um, for the for Northamptonshire as well. So huge changes in quite a, a short amount of time to kind of deal with and process. And I guess that's a key point. I mean, going back to, to what you mentioned before, but having that judgment made against the organisation, because, you know, I think nobody that I've ever spoken to works for local authority comes to work to do anything other than help. Mm. Um, and that's the driving force behind it. And yes, there is the element of finances are, you know, the kind of uh, when you when the commissioners look at things, that's the the key aspect they're looking at. But just how challenging was it to have that kind of intervention on staff morale? Um, and you know, another follow up question to that, and I apologise for asking two questions at once. I'm trying to get out of the habit of doing so. What advice would you give to HR leaders that perhaps are, if not going through a section one four, are going through financial difficulty and morale is low? What kind of advice would you give? to HR leaders and to leaders in general about to kind of help your staff through that 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 phase yeah um I think how it yeah how it how it how it felt at the time so it, it was it was so difficult and actually the Max Keller report was very clear that this we, there were so many good hard-working individuals in Northamptonshire County Council this wasn't a judgment on on the individuals who, as you say, nobody comes in to do to work day after day to do a, to do a bad job, um, and and the report was very clear on that. However, there were failings at um, you know that leadership uh, level that 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 was cited. It then because but it but it does become difficult, and I think for me personally, I felt I felt it was difficult because it does kind of feel like a judgment on 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 you almost because you think well I've been yeah we've been working towards something and we've been trying to deliver something and actually that's not good enough and that's not that's not right so it feels like a little bit of a judgment it also becomes a I think for me personally as well it felt yeah it felt difficult and also kind of personally embarrassing because actually all of a sudden you're working for an organization that somebody's saying is you know maybe not fit for purpose is is not is not running the the right way is not maybe pursuing the right priorities and that's um and that's difficult because it makes you rethink then as a as an employee about actually is this the right place therefore for you to be in and and I think it does absolutely then start to impact on morale and turnover um, as people start to say well, actually is this is this somewhere I want to be working and you end up I think with a couple of different types of types of people and this is you know everybody has different perspectives on what they want for a role and actually you had that you had then other people who said actually this is not for me I, I'm going to leave and I'm going to walk away and then you had the people who said this is absolutely what I'm here to deliver a really good service for local government and if we're not then I'm up for the challenge of making it a really good service so what can I do how can I pick up this challenge run with it and improve things so you ended up with some really passionate individuals uh, then in the organisation who said, you know what, I do, I love Northamptonshire, I love working for the county, I enjoy working for residents, I'm in the public sector and I'm I'm here for a reason, therefore I'm going to do everything I can in my power to, 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 to make the changes that we need to make. So I think it's, yeah, it impacts on people in a different way and it just does depend on your, on your skill set. But I think then 
one of the things it did after that point where you've issued that 114 is that you start to gain some of the people that you start to attract into roles are, are the people when I think about the, the new leadership team we we put uh, that came into place it's the people who really thrive on a challenge they want to make a real difference and actually those are the people that you need to move an organization on from one place to the other not the people who are happy doing you know making sure things tick along and doing the you know doing the same things after that but the people who can take a really tricky question and a, 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 and, a and a tricky issue and and think creatively about how you how you bring that solution. And so, whilst it has its downsides, you then you then get to be able to move on. I think with through attracting some of those people who are up for that. And so, was that an organic um, kind of conclusion that that took place in terms of the fact that you know you had the intervention, and as you said, it was kind of a call to arms, and people either took the you know call to arms or they they said it wasn't for them, or or was there part of the commissioner's role as part of the leadership's? new journey to kind of challenge people in that way and to reframe this as instead of it being an absolute car crash uh it being more of an opportunity to to get this in the right place and to do it for the community i was just really curious about that because you talk about the mindset shift and then the attraction of candidates that will bring us really nicely into talking about um you know an employer brand but i'm just really curious to understand that that dynamic yeah i think um I mean, we, we we were fortunate with our commissioners, and you know, the commissioners very quickly acted very quickly, and they they brought in um, chief executive Teresa Grant, who's been uh, more recently, um, I think she was uh, been at Liverpool, and it's and and they they all came in with the mindset of well, the commissioners were working with the leadership team, not um, uh, so yeah, not not against them or not. Uh, they, they were very much they were much, very much part of that team together. but but also they took on this, I think they had this very clear, visible presence and this decision that actually they would tell the story, they would be transparent. So things like um, and you said earlier about yeah, well, uh, other organizations in that situation, I think for us, it was having, having that transparency all of a sudden we had we had a commissioners and uh, chief ex- uh, chief executive and this uh, our section 151 and they would they would do regular briefings with staff we would and no they were they were sometimes uncomfortable obviously they were because there were some difficult messages and i think they but they would stand up there and they would they would deliver the briefings they would ask uh, they would answer questions it would be a free f- floor for questions and being able to create that environment when actually people started to feel engaged and maybe invested in it because they started to see the journey unfold and actually being able to see strong leadership standing up in front of them to say, yes, this is difficult. You know, we've suddenly come in and we've found, um, you know, I think I think that first year we suddenly had it's like 64 million to find um, very quickly. Um, but that was articulated. The challenge was put out there, the clear vision and leadership of we have to get through this and this is we're going to have to make some difficult decisions, but we'll do it together. We've got a clear plan. Um, and putting that in front of staff is is one of the best things that you can do, really, because actually suddenly everybody felt quite involved in it. You say there's always some people who are going to say this is not for me. It's it's, it's, it's not empowering, what isn't it? For. It's really empowering. Mm. And I think that's I mean, I always go back at the moment to because I read a book recently and I can't get my head Uber. What, the reason why Uber is so successful is because the user experience removes uncertainty from it. There's absolute visibility and transparency as to when your um, your journey is going to, you know, taxi is going to arrive. In a similar way, and I know it's a little bit of a stretch there, but, you know, if you've got a leadership team that are completely transparent with you as to that's a challenge, that's the goal, this is how we're going to try and get there. 
I need you to come to me with creative ideas to how you do it. That's really empowering. And I think that's, you know, you look at councils who've in the, and they've turned it round in the past kind of a few years. And I, I, I do take Northamptonshire because I think there's some absolutely phenomenal things that have been taking place at the North and the West. Um, I mean, if we can progress then in terms of, yeah. so day one, local government reform has taken place. There's a new unitary. You've got 2,700 staff. As you we said off air, <laughs> one of the most challenging startups potentially in the history of startups. But how do you build a new culture and employer brand from the ground up? Yeah, and and in in our situation as well, it was it, nothing is ever simple. I always sometimes think in Northamptonshire. So we were supposed to go ahead with local government reform a year earlier. The pandemic hit, so all of a sudden we found ourselves in a situation where we were trying to build and create two brand new unitary councils, go through local government reform, and deal with the outcome, uh, you know, response to the pandemic at the same time. So it was. It was not an easy ride to get to that point on the 1st of April 2021, which was our our vesting day. But I mean, that so would we... make one hell of an exam question in a HR exam. Um, you, you've <laughs> yeah. you've formed a newly formed unit tree. You've got to build your, uh, you know, your employer brand and in a new culture. There is a global pandemic. Uh, what do you do in your first 100 days? <laughs> yeah, just uh, cry quietly in the corner and then, uh, yeah. Um, but when you finish doing that, it's, yeah. So, so for us... When our so West Northamptonshire Council was set up, brand new unitary, they had so called 2,700 employees. Day one, we were fortunate in that uh, a piece of work had been done with the uh, with the councillors and members before just before vesting day to really think about our our values as an organization and there was a lot of thought put into that um and and some of that well obviously because you, you got to learn from the past and recognize the past as well and being a little bit transparent about that and thinking about our organizational values so we had we, we very quickly set up a very clear set of organizational values and they spell out the acronym uh, thrive so we've got things like em, em, empower and innovate um in there but uh, alongside the the values and obviously starting to think about how we embed them we were we wanted to we wanted to do a piece of work to say actually what what is the culture like at the moment and what what, what are our staff telling us and very quickly we moved to a, a whole organization best companies uh, staff survey we knew it wasn't necessarily going to be um all singing or dancing because we because we we were four different organizations that had come into one you know several different mirrored number of different cultures from there some people had been on the journey through Northamptonshire County Council they understood why local government reform had needed to happen others had been in um district and borough councils you know they they'd they'd been fine in their world and then this had happened and it had almost happened to them so um we had a we had quite a challenge i think on day one with that kind of our different our different cultures but we really wanted to understand what staff felt because actually by doing that big employee survey that helped us really concentrate on what we needed to to change and look at so um we we did that and we did that quite quickly um, and then we started to to think again about the yeah about what changes could we make and, and a lot of it does go on about embedding those organisational values. Um, so once we'd we, we thought about our our people strategy and how we can interweave those values into everything we do in terms of our HR uh, HR policy and our interventions that we're doing, we very quickly looked at our ways of working because obviously coming out of the pandemic, like so lots of other organisations were, we were saying, well, actually, how what is our ways of working now? Because the old ways of coming to the office nine to five Monday to Friday have gone. So what does that mean for us? And how do we start to set that that culture for for, for West North Ants that helps? 
empower people to to thrive in their careers that the, that they're doing their job but they're doing it in the right way and in the right location and in the right working pattern and then we and then at the end of that first year we did our first um employer recognition event because we recognized so many people have been through a huge amount in that both in the run-up to, to local government reform and then that first year to, to really start recognizing employees based on those organizational values um, for, for everything that they've done. So I think that was a start to get a bit of a turning point at the end of that that first year in, in terms of our organizational culture. So the, the culture bit is critical for me for the employer branding stuff because our employer brand has to be authentic. It has to feel authentic to, to individuals. It has to be something that speaks to somebody when they're job hunting. You know, what we have to be, we have to be speaking to them about what it's like to really work here. So we need to, we need to reflect in our employee brand, our culture, and we have to get our culture right. So I think for the last, yeah, for the last couple of years, we've really worked, we've worked really hard on, um, on things like, um, our uh, valuing individual performance conversations, which is our kind of appraisal conversation that happens, uh, recognition events, um, our pulse surveys, and our big conversations that we've had to to understand how people are feeling and what we can what we can change. Um, we've we've put in some kind of new systems. We've obviously gone through transformation changes in in services, but all linked to saying actually we're a different organisation. We're a new organisation, and we're here because. Um, we all want to make a difference and we all care about about the residents and and the county and how can we do how can we deliver that difference and actually it's through things like in, innovating and it's through empowering people uh, and to, to look again at services and say how can we make the most of unitary because unitary brings enormous benefits for us so you know what what, what can we do to maximize that and with so for for HR directors and uh, you know executive leaders like yourself across the UK, whether it's the unitary transformation or whether it is a cultural issue that's trying to be resolved, what would you say were the three most important things that you've learned on the journey that you've been on about creating a really powerful culture and developing a really strong employer brand? Yeah, I think on the culture thing, it's uh the first thing is just to properly understand it to properly get in there and and understand and you will hear some difficult messages you know but colleagues aren't aren't shy in coming forward with with their views on things and actually that's that can sometimes be a little bit demoralizing but actually it's the right thing to do so it's it's really it's really clear to be um understand those messages and to hear them i think that that transparency and i said it a minute ago and i've talked about authenticity as well we can't we can't shy away from the past in Northamptonshire. There is, you know, we're it's often referred to when you talk about other organisations. So actually, what have we learned from that? And 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 one of the things is is about being transparent, being able to 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 speak to colleagues and and say actually this is going really well, or when things aren't going so well, actually what are we going to do to to fix it? And making sure that there is that um, that clear plan. And, and it goes, and I mentioned it a minute ago, but it's just embedding those values. Our values are really critical and, and key to us. And it has to be that, it's kind of that glue that holds us together. This is why we're here. And this is that, you know, from our values, these are our behaviours that we want to see exhibited. These are, uh, you know, it bounces off one, what are our objectives and how does that link back to our, our values and behaviours and that overall vision and, and that clear kind of corporate plan. So it's it's that one message and that was one of the challenges. And that's the challenge of an organisation going through unitary is that you end up with lots of different organisations, in our case, four. And they all had 
you know, four different visions, four different cultures, four different sets of values. And, and actually, you have to start on day one and say, you know what? We are a brand new entity. We're West Northamptonshire Council. So what do we want that to look like? And we want everybody to then to come on that journey and travel in that direction. It won't happen overnight, but we have to set that, you set that vision and scene at a high level. And then you ask people to come to come along with you on that journey. Not everybody will. Every, you know, humans are all different. Some some will enjoy that and others will say, actually, it's not for me and off I go. But it's interesting. I mean, uh, uh, James Clear, the guy that wrote Atomic Habits, he refers to identity being the North Star of behavior. And I think, as you just said there, if you can have a very clear identity, it's the most powerful impact in terms of human behavior and driving that. Because if people understand who we are and what we are about, then it's easier for them to to mentally kind of engage with that when they're doing a behavior, whether that aligns with their with their identity yeah. as, as a, whether that it's in work or in personal. But I mean, w- one bit, just, and again, I, I am really interested by this because what happened in Northamptonshire at the time was unprecedented and it feels that it's a now a very different experience with the section 114s it feels more i don't remember to go as far as a political tool but it's it, it, i don't know do you, do you feel that the section 114 what it stands for ha- is changing or is it just a nature of the fact of how 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 bad or not how bad but how difficult the financial how situation is for yeah. the government yeah it's it's interesting because i always i i do always because of our ex- the experience i went through i always do look at interest when when there's another organisation and I, and i was looking the other day actually they, they each of the section 114s that that have been announced kind of in in well there's been five i think since 2021 they've all got slightly different reasons for there's always a slightly different perspective on on why it's happening i mean i think you've got you've got the likes of birmingham and equal pay and there's some you know some critical issues there but then you've got whether it's failed investment strategies or concerns over your know, investment in different kind of companies but but there's always that underlying theme of of councils are looking to try and do something different to help with their budgets and um and and when when it's ending up in a section 114 notice it's it's not through want of trying with these organisations. Organisations are trying to to deliver statutory services and to work out how to to fund them. But but how that's ending up is then sometimes in one more force because of the way that they've chosen to do that. And I think that's the thing for me. And the bit that's it, it's it's that's why I and again one of the reasons to start the podcast was to really make the public aware and for those listening that you know section one one four as I said many times is a result of the fact that. Back in 2008, central government said to local government, you're not going to have as much money. So go out there and be creative, be innovative. And some people didn't get it right. The governance wasn't right. The decision making wasn't right. My real concern is that if you look at the section 114s that have happened in the last few years, they are kind of the, um, the there's, there's got a better term for this, but like the pre-storm waves that are coming through. And the matter is a lot of those have gone bump because of a, there's been something that's acted as a, uh, it's, it's expedited the process yeah. in terms of, the, you know, it's reaching a point. I mean, I think unitaries and counties in particular with children's services and the cost implications of that, uh, you know, you kind of look and go, if something doesn't change, it's like watching a tidal wave. It's just kind of like, it's going to hit you. So just, you know, so mm. and maybe that's melodramatic of me to say that, but it does feel sometimes that, you know, it's there's an inevitability to the kind of, the the finance well the kind of the, the difficulties that will be lay ahead on a financial perspective. Yeah. And you can't you can't argue with the fact that local government funding has has reduced so significantly. And I was in I was in local government in that kind of 2010 period and I remember that it did feel like a bit of a seismic shock at the time. It was just suddenly hang on a minute, the funding is changing and you could you know the, the your uh, finance directors at the time were starting to forecast that forward and it and it felt 
it felt like small waves that would be getting bigger but you could see it then the, the start of it and um and as you say i think we've yeah we've got to a situation now where um it's yeah it is difficult for for authorities and they and it goes back to that point at the start. Nobody nobody sets out to do a bad job with so with any of these organisations that issue Section One One Four. It's they've got in that situation, but they've not necessarily got in that situation through. You know, they wouldn't want to be there, but it's happened for a number of different factors, and they're also they've all got slightly different factors with them. But there is a bit of an underlying theme there. Where does your passion come from, Alice? My last question: Where does the the passion come from? Because you've got such an energy about how you discuss culture. Uh, and there's kind of the innovation that needs to take place within that kind of employee brand. Where does that come from? Where does that drive come from? Um, I think I just, I think, well, I, I spoke at the start about these people who kind of like challenges. I think perhaps I just quite, I, I quite like a, a challenge and a, I'm a bit of a problem solver. If somebody <laughs> said, what do you do? I'll roll my sleeves up and try and solve the problem. But but it's um, yeah, it's just endlessly interesting, isn't it? Because you we want to we want to create the best as an employer we want to be the best that we can be we don't want to make uh, colleagues in your workforce unhappy you want to create collectively the best organization that you can and it's and it's how you go about doing that and it's it's endlessly interesting and there's so many different articles i've i've recently done a master's degree and my and my dissertation was in a kind of organizational culture and it's just endlessly fascinating about um you know how how that's how that's formed can you truly change it can you tr- change it at more than kind of surface level um and it, it and it gives it for me for me, the opportunities within West North Ants, uh, Council was, uh, and the thing that probably keeps me fired up and keeps me coming here is that that opportunity and that freedom to innovate and do something different because it's got that mindset that we're young, we, we, we're a young council, we've got an opportunity here, let's make the most of it. So if you have an idea, then there's an opportunity to try things. And actually, it's it's not about blame culture. It's, you should be safe to safe to try, sometimes safe to fail, but give it a go rather than uh, not do anything. Alison, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's, it's been really lovely talking to you. No, that's all right. Thank you very much. You've listened to The Truth About Local Government. Today we've had Alison Golding, Assistant Director of Workforce and Transformation from West Northamptonshire Council. We've been talking about all things uh, on the journey of Section 114, the impact it has on the people, but also the opportunity that exists and how you can create a new culture and employee employer brand from scratch on day one with a, a very large startup. Um, If you've enjoyed the podcast, please um, give it a like, give it a share, and we'll tune in later in the week for more episodes. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Now, 87% of listeners who enjoyed the podcast do not leave a review, follow the podcast, or share it. Please, if you liked it, review it, share it, and let's keep spreading the positive message about local government 